Hello everyone, my name is Jordan Gallagher of Ice Script, and this is the first episode of Ice Cold Podcast, Episode 1. The Ice Cold Podcast. The very first episode. Now, if you're coming here, you either just found me in the algorithm, or you're here from my, the Facebook page for my fanzine of the same name. And so, in this podcast, in this first episode, I'll be talking about different topics and subjects, such as whether or not you should be wearing t-shirts of bands you don't listen to or like, um, Machine Gun Kelly, and why the fuck did uh, concert promoter companies or whatever decide that wristbands were a much better idea than tickets? We're not going to get ahead of ourselves there around any of the subjects without talking about the first subjects, and that is banties. So, there's three different camps in this whole section. We'll talk about the third camp in a little bit. I want to save it for last, but let's talk about the first two. First camp is the people that know that they're bands and that they don't listen to them or like them, but still wear the shirts anyway because reasons or because it looks cool. Now, these are the people you're going to want to either cyberbully or bully. You're going to want to shove them in lockers, tear off their shirts, and call them out on their bullshit. Actually, don't do the first two things. Just call them out. You'll probably get arrested for doing one of the first two things and charged with this, get hit with assault charges or aggravated assault or what the fuck ever. What have you. So... Yeah, just call them out. Just say, hey, I don't think you should be wearing those fucking shirts because you're not a fan of those bands. And just simple as that. You know, keep fucking going at it. You know, tell them they're fucking posers or whatever. That'll teach them. Or not, they'll just probably ignore you. <coughs> and laugh at you. Now, the second group of people are People that don't know it's a band or an artist. Now, you don't want to attack these people. It's not going to help the situation. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to show them the music of the band. You know? Just say, you know, hey, look, this is the band. This is the kind of music they play. And uh, if they dig it, well, they're going to have a valid reason for wearing a t-shirt then. They don't dig it. Well, then there's a good chance they'll probably just take it home, or, or and, and or sell it to um and sell it not and or and sell it to someone who does like the fucking band. It's a win-win situation right there. And if they do, they do decide to still wear it. Well, then, well, y'all know what to fucking do then. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't, you know, I don't believe in getting confrontational with the second group of people. You know, it's like I said, it's not going to help the situation. But then there's that secret third group of people. And these are the uh, celebrity zeitgeist of Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Oh yeah, we're going there. Hold on tight, boys, girls, and whatever. Let's uh, talk about this particular story that happened a while ago, a while back. So, I don't remember the exact year. I think it was like 2016, 2017. It was definitely the late 2010s, late 2010s. 
2017, 2018, 2019, or whatever, when this topic, topic was being heavily discussed. I remember there was a lot of discussions about this online back in the day. But, um... Kim Kardashian bought a very rare tour shirt that was from Metallica's early days that costed $2,000. And, well... Backlash was very much warranted here. And... Here's the thing. I'm a big Metallica fan. It's no secret I love Metallica. And if you don't know that I love Metallica, well, you don't know me very well. But now you know it. So why the fuck am I saying that? <laughs> and my thing is, is that, you know, there's... Here's the, here's the truth. There's going to be a lot of people out there that are massive Metallica fans. Or super fans or whatever. And they're going to want to spend a lot of money to collect stuff like that because it's fucking Metallica. And that upsets me. Is that reason alone. Kim Kardashian basically screwed over a lot of big Metallica fans because she's a fucking rich zeitgeist celebrity who's just, quite frankly, just, just an awful... She's just awful. Just a terrible person. You know, nothing of substance is about her. You know, but it's like, you know, it's like, wow, she's like, hmm, this shirt's $2,000 and it looks cool. I don't know the band, but it looks cool. More than likely something of what was going on in her head and she just fucking bought it because it looks cool. Probably because probably it's a metal harassment for God's sake. And one of the other Kardashians, it was Khloe Kardashian's wore a short, short called Morbid Angel. Which was obviously the band Morbid Angel. The old school death metal band. One of the big four death metals. Or one, of, one of the greatest death metal bands of all fucking time. Probably thinks she, yes, she thinks she's a quote unquote Morbid Angel. Not because she listens to old school death metal. <laughs> I mean, Demi Lovato listens to like death metal and deathcore. So yeah. No, that's that's really a true story. She talked about I think it was like Jimmy Fallon. She talked about being in job for a cow, into job for a cowboy, which is actually pretty fucking cool. There are celebrity big celebrities out there who are big metalheads, like Post Malone. For God's fucking sake, for love of the fucking gods, he played in Crown the Empire as one of their guitar players before they blew up, and he's friends with fucking Jared Dines. He's he's a metalhead. He did a song. He did a couple songs with Ozzy Osbourne. Alright. Yeah, no. People like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, though, they aren't fucking metalheads. For God's sakes, Kanye West also wore a t Testament t-shirt. In which Alex Skolnick definitely gave him the burn. Saying, oh, he probably just thinks they're a fucking religious group or something. There's no secret that Kanye West is a very religious man. Very much a Christian. So, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, let's, uh, let's get to the next topic here. Let's talk about Machine Gun Kelly. Speaking of posers, <laughs> I should have done that transition first. Speaking of posers, let's talk about Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh my god, where the fuck do I begin with this asshole? With this walking advertisement for Fucking abortion for abortions and plan B pills. By the way, I live in Florida, 
And I just found out that Governor Ron DeSantis and uh, Congress are trying to pass a law with strict abortion, with a strict abortion ban. And uh, to all those fuck nuts, I say fuck you. I hope you. I hope y'all get a very late, get a late term abortion done on yourselves. Me, I hope y'all fucking die. And I know that sounds horrible, but I just do not like politicians. But let's not get into that. I don't know why I brought that up. That was my fucking ADHD talking, by the way. So, yeah. Anyways. Machine Gun Kelly. This dude uh, decided it was a brilliant idea to diss Eminem, which was already a bad idea, and bring his daughter into it. Which is the worst thing you can fucking do when dissing Eminem. You always want to leave his daughter out because he will fucking... If not with his words, then it's probably his bare fucking hands. Because everyone knows Eminem, Eminem loves, his kid, loves his daughter. Haley said Kim. Kim Kardashian, no. I hope they're not fucking related. <coughs> Hence the song Kill Shot. Which very much lives up to his fucking name. Never go up to Eminem if you're a big name rapper. Even if you're a small time rapper. Even if you're a rapper at all. Whether big, small, medium, somewhere in between. You're starting out or whatever. Do not diss Eminem. For one, it's not going to be all that great. And two, more than likely he'll probably just fire back and end your career right then and there. Before it probably even started. But... Then again, it's not like MGK's career was still fucking relevant at this point in time when he decided to uh, diss Eminem. I don't know. I didn't even know he was still making rap music. That point when it happens, like, oh, I thought he stopped making music, rap music or music in general. <laughs> but no, he apparently was still making music, and we all know where this led. Uh, <laughs> Eminem dissed him so hard he decided to switch fucking genres. Yeah, I know that fucking joke. And it's funny, you know, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, he's just sitting there at home like that whole thing. He's like, I don't know what to do. He's like, get, light bulb goes off in his fucking head. He's like, hmm, wait a second here. I was, I'm a 90s baby, a 90s kid. I was born in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. I grew up as a teenager in the 2000s. Hmm, which genre? I play guitar. Which genre of music? Was popular in 2000 that involved electric guitar. Oh, pop punk! I shall do pop punk now and cash in on people's nostalgia or whatever. So, apparently, people are nostalgic for arguably one of the worst subgenres of music. Yes, I just fucking said it out there. I fucking despise pop punk. It's everything that pop, that punk music is. And I know pop punk has kind of been around since the genre's inception. You know, Ramones, Ranson, guys like that, but, look. Having na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-
The only thing good that Good Charlotte's ever done was that song they did with Three Six Mafia, Mountain Way. Rather than said that song Three Six Mafia did with them. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, look, I don't like pop pong. And if you like it, you know that's fine. Teach their own, I would say. But you can't tell me that Machine Gun Kelly is the biggest fucking poser in, music, in pop punk or punk right now. I mean, look, this guy wrote a fuck, wrote, recorded, made and recorded, wrote and recorded a fucking song with Willow fucking Smith. Who's recently also decided to transition to rock for some fucking reason after having a very irrelevant career. Because uh, before this, before she had this new fucking alternative poser punk music, she was known for that with my hair back and forth song. You know, I need my hair back and forth, I need my hair back and forth, I need my Shut the fuck up before I whip you back and forth. Seriously, I love Will Smith, but I hate his fucking kids so much. I really do hate this fucking kid so much. I hate Jane Smith. I hate Willis Smith. I hate him. I also hate his wife because she's a total fucking bitch. I hate his fucking kids as well. <laughs> nah, but... MGK did a song with fucking Willow Smith. That's called... Emo Girl. And yes, it's about what you think it is. No, seriously, it couldn't have been any more obvious that they had titled the song, you know, calling it, oh, we're two corporate shills who know fuck all about the uh, fucking culture, the music culture we're singing about. We think it has to do with Hot Topic and we're in all black or something. I don't know. You know, we looked up Emo Girl on Pornhub and this is what we got. That's another thing. Pornhub and a lot of porno websites seem to, seem to not know what the fuck Emo and Goth Girls are. But, uh, it's, uh, that's something we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, I was such a perverted bastard for that, saying that. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, you know, it's, it's quite frankly one of the worst pieces of music I ever fucking heard. And honestly, that's saying a lot. Because I've heard some, a lot of bad fucking music throughout the years. But, uh, yeah. Huh. I, I I don't I don't I don't get MGK. I don't get the hype for it. Oh, and he also tried to start beef with Slipknot, and uh, guess who ended up losing that beef? If you said Slipknot, you're fucking retarded. It was Machine Gun Kelly. God sakes, he ended up getting booed at one of his own shows. If that's not a sign of defeat on his end, then I I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, I mean, how bad do you gotta fuck up in order to get booed at one of your own fucking shows? Seriously. Dude's playing a show for a large crowd, and the next thing you know, they start fucking booing him, and then he pelted him with some shit. And it was well-deserved, by the way, because fuck Machine Gun Kelly. Fuck everything that fucking poser-ass motherfucker stands for. Machine Gun Kelly can go suck a fucking dick. Or you can go suck an actual machine gun. Now I don't care what happens next. It's fucking that's why. Alright. 
other topics were I, was I going to discuss? I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I know it was some kind of rant I was going to go on about. Uh, I for oh yeah, concert, concert bracelets. Okay, back in like I think it was like twenty like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen concerts started instead of using tickets, decided to use wristbands. And these wristbands fucking suck. Like, I'll still go to these, uh, festivals. I'm actually going to Welcome to Rockville in 2022. On Friday, for those who want to come up to me and say hi or whatever. And, you know, go to a show with me. Because I'm probably going by myself. Because my girlfriend says she probably won't be able to make it. And I'm going to need a concert, buddy. I need a festival. I need someone to see Parkway Drive with. But... Here's the worst part about these wristbands. They are non-adjustable. Okay, they kind of are adjustable, but let me explain. Once you've got them on and tightened down, you cannot take them off. You can't readjust them. You can get them off, but you can't readjust them to the point where you can able to put them back on your wrist. And... They will not let you into the venues if you don't have these wristbands on, like, your right wrist or something. And you know what I think about that? I think that's just a ploy by these companies to make more money. Because here's the thing. There's an additional $50 fee to get it replaced. Uh, that's That doesn't say corporate greed. I don't know what the fuck it does. I don't know why the fuck these record companies thought it was a good idea to switch on over from tickets to this bullshit. Tickets were fine. They've been working for fucking... Ever since fucking music shows were a fucking thing. You know? I, I don't know why they fucking switched it out with fucking bracelets that you can't even fucking adjust. And if you do get them on wrong, and if you do decide to take them off, you're fucking screwed. You are S-C-R-E-W-E-D screwed. And I hate that shit. I hate it so fucking much. It happened to me. Welcome to Rockville 2019. First time it happened? I couldn't get it taken out. No, I think it was 2018. No, it was 2018. <coughs> no, it was 2019 because I got my ticket signed. Welcome to Rockville 2018 by Bad Wolves from my mom. You know, it's like a gift of gratitude to her for... Getting me to see this band because she loves Bad Wolves. That's a story I'm going to tell you in a, in a few minutes. After I'm done ranting about this. Because it's actually a pretty cool fucking story. But no, it's like... I, I don't I don't fucking get it. I, I don't get why why companies... Why taking companies thought this was a good fucking idea. And it pisses me the fuck off. Anyways. So let's get to this cool concert story. So, my mom and I, well, my mom was originally going to go with me to Welcome to Rockville in 2018, because one of her favorite band, her favorite band, Five Finger Death Punch, yes, my mom's a big fan of Five Finger Death Punch, and no, do not make fun of her for that. I know Five Finger Death Punch get a lot of flack, and I can care less about them, aside from, like, the first three, three or four albums at the most, but, no, nah. that's my mom right there. Don't make fun of my mom in front of me. Nah, I just can't. I don't give a shit. 
But now, do, do show my mom some respect. You shouldn't be going around attacking people's moms in front of them. Whatever. I don't care anymore. So, she couldn't go because she had work. She couldn't call out of work. Couldn't call out, call out of work for that day. And this was before, you know, she bought my tickets. She was originally going to buy take both of us tickets. That was me. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to, you know, do something pretty special for my mom because that's how much I love her. That's how cool I am. So you know, you know what I fucking did? I was going to go, I went to go get my tickets signed by Five Finger Death Punch. And I was going to have them make it out to my mom. Sign it, make it out to my mom. And I was going to give it to her as like a little gift of gratitude or whatever for getting me this ticket. Because I really wanted to see Ozzy Osbourne so badly. Because I love Ozzy. I'm a big Ozzy fan. And um, unfortunately, the long was super fuck. The line was super fucking long. Was super fucking line. The line was super fucking long. It was like a mile long, maybe a couple miles long at the most. That's how big it was. By the time I got halfway through to the fucking line, they, they had already called up. Said, "Okay, we're done with signings." I was so fucking pissed. You know, I come to my mom and she's like, oh, baby, you don't have to do that for me. You know, I want you to just have fun and enjoy yourself. Be safe. I love you. Love you too, mom. I'll call you if I need anything or whenever you're ready to be picked up. That's how she was going to pick me up that night because my dad was working. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was like Thursday night because my dad works weeknights. But anyway, so I thought about it. I was like, oh, wait, no. I heard her listening to Bad Wolves, like, recently. I've heard her listen to Bad Wolves, listen to Bad Wolves before. So I'm going to get my ticket signed by them. And, well, I waited for them to do it. And, and I got to the tent, found out which tent they were at. I saw the line was really fucking short. It's like, maybe, at the most, six or seven people. I think three or four or five people. I don't remember. It was like four, almost four fucking years ago, but I remember the line being pretty short. Now, here's the thing. I was not familiar with Bad Wolves. I was not familiar with their music. Well, aside from that one cover song that they did that everybody knows, the cover of Zombie, you know, by the Cranberries, that they released as a tribute to Dolores Riordan. You know, the Cranberries originally, or Cranberries lead singer who passed away back then. You know, but, uh, yeah, you know that song, what's in your head, zombie, yeah, it was that fucking song, so, anyways, I, I did not know anything about these guys, I had never seen, I had never seen an interview, or watched any videos with them in them, or anything, or heard about any other experiences from other fans or friends or anybody who's talked, spoken to them. Or has actually got a chance to speak to them. So I didn't know what I was going to get. I didn't know if I was going to get douchebag, um, smoking mirrors, egotistical rock stars who think they're fucking hot shit. Or if I was going to get the uh, very down to earth, very humble, modest, really nice musicians. Nice guys, you know, who go out of their way for their fans and treat their fans like their friends. Now, thankfully, I got the latter, but like I said, I didn't know what I was going to get, so I, I was kind of, I was like really fucking nervous when I walked up to them. I was walking up to them when I approached them, 
you know, I was kind of shaking, you know, uh, so, but I wasn't like, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking turn away, turn away because I'm fucking nervous and I'm pretty much one step closer to having, on the verge of having an anxiety attack, I'm going to do this for my mom. So I raved, so I nutted up, I fucking soldiered on, and I walked up to them. You know, they greeted me. He's like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Eased off tension. He's like, okay, yeah, they seem pretty nice. I'm still kind of shaky, though. Still kind of shaking. So I was like, hey, guys, so my, my name is Jordan. I'm, I'm here, you know, on behalf of my mom, who's a big fan of you guys. Okay, I don't think I said on behalf of my mom, but something similar. So my mom's a big fan of you guys, and she couldn't come out to see you guys because she had to work. So I, I was wondering, you know, I wanted if you guys could maybe sign my ticket and make it out to her so I can give it to her as like a little gift of gratitude for getting me tickets to come out today. And uh, they were like, yeah, sure, man, what's her name? We can do that for you, for her. And, you know, then tensions eased off a whole lot more. And uh, I told her my name. You know, they wrote something along the lines of, you know, Dear Stephanie, which is my mom's name. We're so sorry you couldn't make it out today. We hope to see you next time. And they signed their names. And uh, they gave me, uh, like, you know, okay, you know how uh, CDs have those insert booklets? They gave me that for their album at the time. I forget what it was called. I think I have it, still have it somewhere in my bedroom. And it was like signed by all the members. I actually tried selling them one time, but then I was confronted with, oh, where's the COA, Certificate of Authenticity? And, uh, you know, my dumbass didn't realize you need a certificate of, certificate of Authenticity for these kinds of things. So I couldn't sell it. <laughs> I really did want to make some good, make some decent money off. Not like I haven't sold like $500, $600, but maybe like maybe 20 10 $20, maybe at the most 30 bucks for it. That's how much I thought it was worth, but I couldn't do that because there was no COA with it. But no, you know, they were really fucking cool to me. And honestly, you know, I know their fucking lead singer. Um, what's this fucking face? It's this fucking anti-vax, you know, far right conspiracy theorist nut job. But I don't think he's a bad person. Because he was so nice to me, he and all the other band, his band member, bandmates, were so nice to me. You know, I feel like after a personal experience like that, I can't say he's a bad guy or he's a piece of shit. I just don't agree with his views or beliefs. You know. But yeah, you know I, you know that was such a really fucking cool experience for me. And of course, that night I got to see fucking Ozzy Osbourne and a whole bunch of other fucking bands. I've honestly no memory of all, most of the other bands I saw. I know one of them was Bad Wolves and this band called Mudfucked. They were like a local band. And it's not spelled F-U-C-K-E-D. It's spelled um, M-U-D-F-U-C-T. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a stupid fucking band name, but they're pretty cool. But, um, <coughs> here's the fucked up part. I befriended their front man, the lead singer slash bass player, shortly after, thereafter, afterwards, after that show, after that concert, for that fucking festival. 
after that day I went day I went. I can't stop saying oh and on to that any synonymous, you know, terms for that. But I don't know why I keep doing that. Anyway, I'm sorry guys. Anyway, so after that day I uh I befriended him off of Facebook, I forgot his fucking name. But I uh I got I got into it with him and some friend of his and this was at a time where I was kind of an asshole on the internet how I would just get into a whole bunch of fucking drama and fights with people and I, I hated that I was used to be like that you know I sometimes I'll there will be an occasional drama or two but I often try to avoid confrontations as possible only if necessary only if I need, absolutely have to or need to. Or, you know, if I feel like someone said something so fucking stupid, I gotta fucking bully them for it. But, I, I forgot what it was about. And I had said something about cancer. And, I, one of his friends comes in. And she's like, oh, you shouldn't make a joke about cancer, you know. I have cancer. Yeah, and, and, you know, I could have left it at that. So it's just a joke. I'm sorry. You know, and, you know, here's my thing. I feel like anyone has every right to talk about or joke about whatever they want. I believe dark humor, I believe humor should be limitless. You know, of course, you know, there is a certain time and place for these kinds of jokes. But I really should have backed off. And I regret it deeply, but she was like, you know, oh, you know, I have cancer. And I said something fucking stupid where I was like, oh, that would explain why I feel like I have fucking cancer. You know, from your fucking stupid comments. And, uh, that didn't end so well for me. I got fucking put, put on full blast. Oh, wait, no, I remember the guy's name. His name was Eric. Yeah, for that band, he... And I, I regret it, honestly. It's one of my deepest regrets. I was a total fucking jackass for that. But, you know... Yeah, I know this probably isn't the place to talk about personal stuff like that. But, you know... I feel like it's something interesting I should bring up. You know... It's kind of like a uh, cautionary tale. But, you know... I, um... You know, I love local music. I'm a big local you know, music fan, and this whole fucking fanzine I'm doing is centered around local music, you know, and this is kind of like a cautionary tale or like a warning to all those out there, it's like what you're going to want to do before you start a band, even if you're in a local band or part of the local scene, you're going to want to stay out of drama as much as fucking possible, so the best thing you can do for your reputation is not get involved in too much drama. Stay out of drama. Don't go around causing fights with other local artists or whatever. People within the scene. Or you're going to have a hard, much harder time trying to find people to play music with. Take it from me. But, anyways. That's, uh, that's my little cautionary tale. I'm warning those out there who are just starting out. Who are young. Well, I'm young too, but a little younger than me. Or maybe around my age, probably. It's like, yeah, don't get involved in local drama and the local music scene. You'd be doing yourselves a huge favor. 
by not engaging in drama or conversations or arguments or fights or whatever. Conversation, not conversation. Arguments and fights and all that shit. So, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I have a bit of a sore throat, so I apologize, guys. Or, you know, if I have any coughing fits or anything. But, yeah. And, you know... Excuse me, I'm so sorry about that. Apologize for that. And, you know, here's another thing I kind of want to talk about. You know... If you're trying to start, like, a local hardcore, metalcore, deathcore, even a local punk band, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself, especially if you're trying to make it, now, with my punk band, I'm going to be starting Misanthropic Apes. I'm doing this simply just for fun. I don't care if I make it or not, so I don't mind being a car labeled as a carbon copy or whatever, a ripoff or a clone. I'm just doing this because I want to. But if you want to make it, my advice to you is to always make sure you can make yourself sound separable, separate from the other crowd. Because a lot of bands, and I'm not naming any specific names or putting an attack on the genre or scene as a whole. But unfortunately, a lot of fucking bands don't want to set themselves apart from their contemporaries or their heroes or anything. And instead, want to sound exactly like their contemporaries or heroes. All under the guise of the commonly used phrase, oh, but we're trying to compete with what's out there. It's like there's not really much to compete with, you know? Everyone, you're, going, you're sounding like, you're trying to sound and often sound, successfully sounding like everyone else. And they're sounding like everyone else. And they're sounding like everyone else, vice versa, etc. So there's not really much competition, you know? Just try something a little different, you know? It, my my suggestion would be, I don't know, playing standard tuning, playing a standard tuning or E-standard tuning, you know? Add different effects to your guitar tone, make it sound different. Stop using 6505's Kempers, uh, dual rectifiers, or Mesa Boogies, or JCM 800s, or DSLs, or whatever into a Mesa or PV or Line 6 4x12 Celestian Vintage 30s, you know, boosted with a Tube Screamer or a Maxon Overdrive, you know, use gear that's often associated with other styles of music, you know, one good example would be like a Telecaster, you know, and the band Architects, they use Telecaster style guitars, even though they're baritones, they're still Tele-style guitars. And uh, Knocked Loose, they use a, they use a electroharmonic Swollen Pickle, or Big Muff Swollen Pickle fuzz pedal in their tone. You know? And that gives it a pretty unique sound. You know? There's so many ways you can say you're so far. Also... Listen to different styles of music for inspiration. Don't just listen to, you know, the style you're in. You know, get some other influences from other genres of music. You know, you might have an inspiration to try something different from doing that. You know. <clears throat> you know, look up Rake Rundown. So, other great guitar players 
for different styles of music and take notes of what their gear is, what rigs they use, what amps or pedals or guitars they're using, you know. Now, it could really, you know, it could really be a life or death situation for your band's career, you know. And nobody's going to, no record company like Sumerian Records or Nuclear Blast or Metal Blade is going to sound your band, sign your band if you're sounding like some of their heavy hitters, you know, on their label. They're not going to sign you if you sound exactly like all those other bands that are on their label. It's just like, well, we already have these bands, so why would we sign you if you sound just like them? You know, the best thing you do is you set yourself apart. You know, try something different. But anyway, that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to subscribe and check out the Facebook page for this fanzine. As always, this is Jordan Gallagher signing out.